On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. This is Tall Can Audio, Canada's number one craft beer fueled sports show. Here's your hosts, Rob Christie and Matt Robinson. Bloody amateur hour in here. Episode 962 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. My name's Matt, his name's Rob. What's happening, man? Just amateur hour on that side of the table, my yeah. man. All right, it's good. Pro, to have, good to have you pro back over here, man. I'm, uh, you know, yeah. I came prepared. Yeah, sandwich <laughs> and all. Yeah, I knew this was going to take a while, so I packed a lunch. Yeah. Well, I know Matt doesn't normally have his shit tight, so you know. Yeah. Screw that guy. Yeah. Twitter do, and Instagram. Do more. Do better. Uh, yeah. Got a shirt. It's a t-shirt <laughs> coming soon to talkinaudio.com. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at talkinaudio. Give us a follow there. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. Uh, let's not fuck around because the preamble, it's not even preamble, the pre-show technical difficulties took long enough here. We don't want to wait on the beers. What did you just crack into there? Uh, despite the fantastic weather, um, I'm still in that uh, stout state of mind. So I've gone with the Midnight Stout from our good friends Ooh, at yeah, Whitewater. That's a nice beer, man. So this is their uh, oatmeal milk stout. Yes. Comes in at about 4.6, I think. Their second best stout. Yeah. So I've actually just poured this into a pint glass because that's what civilized people do. But. Uh, it's good to, good to have Rob back. In yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. It's like, it's like, it's like that comfortable pair of shoes. That kind of look ugly. Walk all over. (laughs) But you're like, but damn, they're comfortable. They're not. They're no screaming hell to look at. Pair of white Converse. (laughs) (laughs) But they're high cuts, right? Of course they are. The tongue is hanging down. They they've lost any of that good snap to it. Yep. So, anyways, I'm just kind of waiting for the head to kind of chill on this. Okay. Um. So, but that is what I'm drinking. I I don't think I've ever had it. So, I am looking forward to it. What do you have over there, Matt? This is from uh, the Bosch Kong Brewing Company oh. up, up near Halliburton, um, where uh, our family cottaged for a very long time, and I somehow never managed to get into <laughs> the Bosch Kong Brewing Company. But luckily, they came to me, right? They're in the LCBO now. Uh, this is called Campfire. They say it's a rye beer. It's kind of one of their, it's a, it's a bit of a red, I guess, with a, a, a slight smoke finish to it, which... 
I hope they bring it. You know me and, and a nice yeah. smoked beer, man. I like that, right? So I hope uh, I hope that's what's going to come through here. But yeah, the Bosch Kong Brewing Company, not far from uh, from Halliburton, Ontario, gorgeous part of the world. Do you have to wear a Halliburton dinner jacket while drinking it? You don't have to, but you should. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to yeah, have the plaid done up? Yeah, or, uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a great thing to do. It makes me think of the benchmark you're going to have to measure this against is that smoked lager I brought in. Mm, yeah. Which was like actually drinking liquid smoke. I like that. Okay. How is that? Less than that. Less smoke than that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's one of those things where you're like, hey. Yeah. Now that you've slid that idea <laughs> back out in front of me. This is a nice beer. Um, it does have a slight bit of smoke at the end, kind of at the tail end of it. Uh, otherwise, kind of just tastes like a red, if I'm being honest with you, uh, which is fine. Don't mind a good red. And yeah, it's got a little bit of that smoke at the end. I don't know if the, has the head settled down over there. Yeah, on, uh, this is gorgeous. Yeah. It has that milk stouts quite often come with a a slight tang to it almost, I would I would describe. But this Where is, can I get some tang? Yeah, well, it's, or a stank was where <laughs> I was really going to go, but, uh, um, uh-huh. but it's silky a bit. It's got a nice smooth... And I, I'm loving the head, sort of giving the giving the glass a little legs. It's nice, man. Yeah, smooth drink. I got a couple of these, so coming in about four point six, I guess. So uh, things should be reasonable today. Oof, not or, sure that's the truth, or maybe not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reasonable is really a a perspective thing. Yeah. All right. What's reasonable to me is maybe not reasonable to you. Oof, that's the truth. Ah. Uh... So, okay. I noticed, yeah, nice. Thanks. Thanks to Hoff for sitting in for me while I was out in the COVID capital of Canada. Alberta. Yeah. Spending a little time. COVID in, what? Yeah. In the, in the cowboy city. Yeah. Uh, I had my first, my first couple of discussions, which start with, Hey buddy, you don't have to wear the mask. Yes. You, you know, like really like as of today, you don't, you don't legally need to wear the mask anymore. And I'm like, yeah. I know. I'm good. No, but it's really, it's true. You don't need to wear it. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. And he's like, well, should I put mine on? And I'm like, well, do you want to put the mask on? <laughs> like you do you, I'll do me. So I had a couple of those out there. I'm wearing the ribbon. He's wearing the ribbon. No. Like, what's Seinfeld. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh-huh. The AIDS walk. Yeah. Kramer. All right. So anyways, I. Who? Who is not wearing the ribbon? <laughs> hey, Cedric. Bob. This guy won't wear a ribbon. Who? Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> so, what's it going to be? Are you going to wear the ribbon? No, oh, never. But I'm wearing the ribbon. He's wearing the ribbon. We are all wearing the ribbon. So why aren't you going to wear the ribbon? This is America. I don't have to wear anything I don't want to wear. What are we going to do with him? I huh? guess we just going to have to teach him to wear the ribbon. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Someone's going to love that, man. It was worth it for somebody. Somebody will. Yeah. Somebody will. Um, Steve Lloyd probably, if he's listening. Nice. He always is. Uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So I love that. And it just makes me want to start raining down blows. <laughs> like, like I, I'm fine, man. Like, I know we don't need to. Yeah. I am not telling you to, but I'm still going to wear mine and maybe you could mellow out about it. Yeah. Hey, Uber driver, one star. 
That's it. <laughs> like, I don't know what you expect is going to happen when you spend the first five minutes of the ride and he's going with, okay, fine. As long as everybody's happy. Right. As long as everybody's happy. And I'm like, well, if you shut your pie hole. I'll be way happier. Way happier. Yeah. Way happier. Stars we got the rolling blunder here in Ottawa this weekend, right? They're, yes. They're protesting nothing in particular and everything in particular. Well, as Just we said. generally unhappy. Yeah. Government overreach, whatever the hell that means, which I think it can mean whatever you would like it to mean. Yeah. If that means that on a Friday night, you need to march down Elgin Street chanting white power, uh, that's, I guess, on you. Did I, that happen? Yeah, of course it happens. <laughs> uh, video all over the place on a rather rough Friday night in Ottawa. Uh, kudos to, though, the Ottawa Police Department, the OPP and the RCMP, who did who did stop them from becoming quite so entrenched this time. Um, well, bikes are easier too than, than it's transports, true. right? Yeah. No, a little couple of mopeds rolling in and claiming yeah. to be tough guys. Vespas. And, yeah, of course, <laughs> man. Uh, everybody's here protesting stuff that's already been lifted, except for Justin as prime minister is, seems to be their, their major complaint. I, I got point. a great idea for you. Go to the ballot box yeah. and vote. If you don't like it, yep. vote. Sadly, those jackasses will not likely participate. No. Just sit on the sidelines, continue to bitch. Be upset. See where it gets you. Yep. Vote! It's true, man. Uh, let's not spend too much time on those, uh, on the arseholes, but you're right. Thank you last Sunday to, uh, to Hoffley who sat in on episode 960. Uh, also this week, uh, Vanessa Sanchez made her debut on the podcast, episode 961. She's, uh, filling in for Robin Flynn with our pal Michaela on, uh, she's got game across the TSN radio network. Uh, had a great time talking to her, uh, about sports and also her love for Michael Bolton, which was an odd turn that, uh, that is super odd. Yeah. So, uh, if you've missed that, go back and check it out because, uh, she, she told the story in 2011 of rushing the stage at a Michael Bolton concert. And, Seems uh, late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and being the only person even marginally capable of rushing the stage, she said she was probably the only one there with her own knees yeah. and her natural hair color. And she was going to the John Tesh concert next. Exactly, man. So, uh, and uh, said, finished out the concert, singing a couple of tunes with Michael Bolton. So if you've missed that one, go back, check it out. It was a lot of fun talking to... Uh, okay, well, that's a story. Yeah, for sure, man. Well worth a listen if you haven't had a chance to check that out. Uh, that's episode 961. All of these at talkcanaudio.com or wherever you're listening right now. And you were a little you were a little rough on Hoff, eh? Really? That's how that's coming across, is uh, it? That's how I got it. Okay. I got it. When he was bringing up the senator's stuff. Yeah. Now, he did say future senator's goalie Hogberg, which yep. I thought was... You're not loving Hogberg anymore? Odd. Like, so he's playing for Malmo or yeah. for London now. But anyway, Struggling. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's totally fine, but... Well, did you see the uh, Sens... Uh, let's not get bogged down too much here, but Pierre Dorian did address the media on Sunday morning. Did you catch nope, any of that? Not yet. Uh, I will say that... Uh, uh, poor Pierre. Yeah, Petey. He brings it upon himself. We will... Spend to the cap, but not until we're selling out 41 home games a year. Oh, Jesus. And you're just like, man, the timing. Like. You are so tone deaf. We get it. The team does need to. But like you can have this whichever way you want, right? The 
of it makes good business sense. You won't spend to the cap until you're making enough money to do so, or you spend money to make money, spend to the cap and, and bring people back, right? Bring in a good team. This team is on the right trajectory, but yeah, did you have to say that? Well, today, and we won't bog again. We certainly won't. I will just finish that with, yeah. say, with saying, "Are you channeling your inner huge?" Right, honoring his memory wow, by just man, pissing like, on the final day of the. Can you just go back to being inept mm. and not saying stupid? Quietly shit? inept. Yeah, quietly. Inept. <laughs> like when you said, "I'm going to speak less." Just do that. Right. Just do that. That's and and you know what? Yeah. Psh, what an idiot. Uh, we got lots of stuff to get to on the Stanley Cup playoffs, but let's start with a little baseball, man, because uh, the Blue Jays, as we sit here right now on Sunday, uh, scoreless with the Astros in the fourth inning. Um, at this point, I think, is it 14 and 8? They're sitting 14 at, and 8, as Yeah. It? Uh, so pretty good record here through what was always going to be a very tough run to start with a, a lot of Astros, Yankees, and Red Sox. Um I don't know. You're the one who hasn't been here in two weeks. What are you seeing out of the Jays right now, ma'am? Yeah, well, and, and I think because my standards, my expectations were so high. Right. My standards, <laughs> maybe not as high. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, to me, the bats seem to be sort of, you know, who knew that Teoscar being out of the lineup would be such a big deal, right? When mm-hmm. you start to roll through and you're, you know, Vlad's doing his thing and Springer's doing his thing, but the bottom end of the lineup seems to be fairly thin, right? When Chapman's hitting 225. Everybody but Tapia. Yeah. I, 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 I'm thinking about doing that. I'm doing my hair like that. What do you think? I think that'd be a good look for you, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking it would be a fantastic yeah. look. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, and, 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 you know, you have, the whole sort of Ryu, yep. Kikuchi, yeah. and you're like, wow, what's happening there, right? And and you just sort of, both those guys look like they, at this point, they beginning of May, they can't get it done. And you, and my guy Merriweather in the bullpen, like I, I just, I feel. He's still healthy. That's yeah, something. Yeah, I feel <laughs> slightly negative about it, despite the fact that, if you look at, they have eight one-run wins this year after April. Like, I don't think they won eight all last year. Last year. I see your point. Uh, last year, they won 15 one-run games. This year, they have won eight in one month. Right. And it was a shortened month. Like, the pace they have cut in that department is wild so far. And honestly, like, they are a good team. We, we all knew they were going sure. to be. But one-run games are kind of a a coin flip, they right? Even out. Yeah, of course. And and so to be at this far ahead of that pace at this point is wild. Because last year, the bullpen was blowing that shit for you all the all time. All day long. Right. And so the fact that they've been getting that done, um, you know, we, we put out a clip on our social media feeds the last time you were in. And, uh, you know, we talked Romano versus uh, Guerrero, home runs versus saves. And right now, they're perfectly willing to go out there and blow out Romano's elbow every other day at this point. Yeah. I think he's up to nine saves. 10, I think. I think, I, I was think it set Saturday 10 yesterday? 10. Could yeah. be. Uh, and Guerrero has one home run in the two weeks that you've been, uh, he's gone from five up to, to six as we sit here right now. Look, all that stuff's going to even out. Yep. But one run games are, are a fluke, 
right? One way or another, they could go either way. Last year, they all went against you early. This yep. year, they're all going for you. Baseball, like across baseball, scoring is way down. Like right now, through the first month of the season, um, this is the lowest league-wide batting average since the 60s. And there's talk about what they're doing with putting the balls in humidors across the major leagues, which used to only be done in certain parks. Uh, there are a bunch of guys you can see that are hitting things they know they've crushed and it's dying at the warning track and they're shaking their heads. Like guys who just obviously from time to time players do that, right? Like they're a little dramatic, but you're seeing guys like all over the place. That last year, that's out. I know I got that, right? So I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if it's the humidor. I don't know if it's, you know, the shortened spring training. There's a lot of things at play. But what's happening with the Blue Jays and the fact that they're winning all these low-scoring one-run games is kind of happening across baseball in terms of the scoring. Not everybody's winning at this yeah. pace, right? And, and 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 that's where I was going with that was uh, I feel I have this slightly disappointed feel to it. But there's six games coming into today. There's six games over 500 yeah. in a in a really tight competitive stretch of games, which mm-hmm. we talked about. So uh, they're not my those feelings aren't justified. Because you know the bats are going to come around, sure. Um, and and you look at the, the the we talked about the one runs, the errors, right? Like Bo Bo has has kicked I think four in April, yep, including one on Saturday afternoon. But if you look at what Vladdy's doing over there and Chapman, Chapman. The, the two corners are just like Chapman's a vacuum, yeah. Like that ball just goes, and he's just to me he's incredible to watch with the glove, yep. Underwhelmed so far with the, uh, I thought there was supposed to be more walks. I understand that there was going to be, mm-hmm. um, but defensively I've been, I've been, I've been pretty happy. Right. And so if you look at Simber and Garcia and, and Romano, like to me, that has been for the most part very well. And, yep. and uh, Merriweather and well. is, yeah. yeah. And Mesa, Mesa yep. too. Yeah. Merriweather has been so yeah, tempting, right? Like to, yep. to, to watch it. He has this crazy good stuff, and then sometimes you just can't. There's no location; it's all over the place, right? Because he's cranking it up around 96, 97, 98. But if you just leave that out over the plate, even the, yeah. someone's going to hit that. Right? Well, you got to like, be hitting that change, right? Yeah. He had that deadly, yep. that deadly slider too, right? And so that kind of wipeout pitch, right? Um, but if you're not if you're not locating that, it ain't it ain't helping you. And you're just leaving that that fastball. And, and as you say, good major league hitters are going to hit a 97-mile-per-hour fastball thrown out over the heart of the plate. And it's clear they don't trust him yet either, right? Like well, for sure. The situations they're putting him in, you're already down. or, or Like, he's not pitching in high leverage. And, yeah. And I, I think everybody's just fair or not, kind of waiting for the next injury. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, waiting for it to blow it out. Yeah. But Simber, you watch Simber, he's been so impressive. Yeah. Right? And so, to me... I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting, right? We'll see what happens with this Yankee series coming up. Yep. Uh, now the Yankees are out in front, but they've been getting fat off of. Yeah. They have not played the same caliber competition. The Jays have had, they, they've been playing Kansas city and Baltimore. They've already had Baltimore six times. (laughs) Can't wait for that. That'll pad the win. Yeah. Well, again, hopefully it's not like last year when we were getting. When we get there, they get on their hot I'm on a chair, baby. (laughs) We're ready to roll. So, um, I had said to you. I don't know, a couple of weeks ago that if they could be a couple of games over 500 by the middle of May, right? After they got through this really heavy schedule, yep. 
I'd be, I'd be happy with that. Right. And so right and now. I was willing to take a little less. And yeah, both, you and Dan had talked about it saying, both are you know, on the table right, right and, around 500, right? Yep, yep. Um, so again, that's me and my high standards. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see where it is in two weeks. And really once we get through this Yankee series. Yeah. And we're not going to get uh, Severino or Cole. Nope. So, um, and they're going to get another look at Manoa, which is always. Manoa, 20 out of his 24 career starts, four runs or less. Yeah. Fucking wild, man. The way this guy's pitching well, so he, far. It, and, it's incredible. And even when he doesn't have his best shit, he's still out there just throwing the the wipeout sinker every now and then, right? Like uh, it's, it's been nuts. And, and the other guy, man, we're not talking enough about is Kevin Gossman, who yeah. still here and moving over to the AL East, essentially with two pitches, still looks like a Cy Young winner, right? And everybody knew, all right, you, you, you kind of got batted around the AL East a bit until you moved out West and you're playing in the NL. And he was in Baltimore before though, right? Yeah, no, of course. And, and now he comes back out here and you're like, okay, like even if you figured it out, I expect you to come back to earth a little. Not yet. Like, he's still just dominating people here. The blister. He's out there with yes. his blistered finger and he's doing his thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's now uh, top of the six, zero, zero still. Okay. So uh, he's clearly, Offense. Yeah. Still down. <laughs> well, again, the, the Jays have, in, in just in the last week, have, have a one nothing win, a 2-1 win. Yeah. Like, it's uh, for this offensive juggernaut. Yep. You know, and, uh, you know, Vlad, he's down to sub 290, I think, but... The walks are coming up. The OPS is coming up. Like, yep. He's not being given much, right? Like, and we talked about that. Like, if people won't pitch to you, this is the thing about Bo. Like, to me, we're not yet deep enough to be worried, but I'm less and less happy with Bo every day. And I, I think if you're not willing, like, you've shown nothing at this point that he's willing to take a walk this year. And if you don't show that, then they're not going to throw you anything. Like if you're just going to keep swinging at stuff outside the zone and yeah, especially on the first pitch. Yeah. And you put yourself in the hole like that over and over. I, I, I'm like, it stops short of worried, but noticeable now, right. That this is still an issue. And if you're not going to clean that up, especially with Teo coming back here in the next week or two, I don't know. You may have to bump him down to, to, you know, fourth or fifth in the lineup move. I know Vlad likes to be in that three spot and, yeah. You know, we'll see who else you might want to move around there. But if he's not willing to take a walk, that's a problem. Right. And if you can get, if you can get Teoscar back up and running yeah. and you put, you slide Guriel down to the five spot, mm-hmm. right. And, and things, things start to look better. But how many times in the first year and a half of Bo's career did you hear them say, oh, one of the best two strike hitters, right? He, 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 he loses the leg kick and he, and he shortens up right. the stroke and, and, and it's money, right? Sure. I haven't been seeing that. Well, and just stop getting down, O2. Yeah. Well, that, like. Matt, <laughs> you don't become a great two-strike hitter if you don't get the two strikes, right? So. But yeah, like you uh, watch it. It's so predictable that three to four at-bats, he's swinging out of his mm-hmm. grass-cutting shoes mm-hmm. on that first pitch. Like I, I'm putting it high. I'm putting it outside every time because he is just taking a lumberjack swing at every one of those. Further I get into this pint, the smokier it gets, maybe warm it up a little bit. Okay. And uh, so I'm liking that. Um, yeah, we're going to run through the Yankees here again next week and uh, and then things will ease up a little bit, but it does look like they're going to come through this stretch with uh, at least a passing grade. Looking good. Uh, look, let's punt Toronto towards the end. 
We're going to talk. Did they make the playoffs? They did make the playoffs. You want to be the man? You got to beat the man. Woo! Yeah. Uh, Leaves and Lightning we'll talk about in a little bit. Other than that, which series have caught your eye? What is something that you're looking at going, you know what? That's going to be, you know, whether it's a barn burner or extra physical or, you know, what series are kind of standing out to you? I don't think we need to go through every single one of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And first and foremost, I think, and I'm not sure whether it's dumb luck or, or whatnot, but, you know, whether you like the three-point games, whether you don't like it, the very fact that so much came down to the final night, like there were two matches settled prior to the Friday night, right? Especially like, in the East. We've known for months who the playoff teams are, sure. and yeah. we didn't know who they were playing until the last day. And honestly, so uh, it, 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 that is... For many fan bases, and even for me, right? My team has been long out, but it's yeah. intriguing, right? You're watching right up until the end. Yep. And, I, and I'm and i hoping, right? You're looking for things and you're like, okay, I hope the Caps finish sure. fourth over there. And really, I want to see Tampa, Toronto, so I'm hoping that Boston doesn't, you know? So there were things that I was hoping to see happen. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it left a lot of intrigue for... You know the fans of the of the bottom sixteen who are who are still engaged in actively disliking somebody else, <laughs> which is really, which is so close to liking my own team. It's, oh, it's almost every bit as important it, as loving it, something. It's a thin line between it, love and hate. It's right? it's the uh, it's the it's it's funny that that there's the love, the power of love, but the power of hate is also very strong. Yeah, it's Karate Kid. I, I'm picturing uh, oh. Peter Cetera. I don't know. Something along those lines. Um, I thought that was Celine Dion. I don't know. The Power of Love. I think you're you're channeling your inner Huey Lewis in the news. No, that's a different power. There's a... Whatever. Listen, folks. <laughs> if there is a Celine Dion Power of Love, you're hearing it right now as you listen to this. If there isn't, you're I not. probably deleted yeah, the whole, the, the whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there isn't, though, can we just put... There a is little... a, absolutely a Power of Love by Huey Lewis. Okay, I do yeah. know that. Yes. Can we just... And, and also Peter Cetera, I believe in... From I Karate Kid. that is. Peter He's, He used to be in Chicago. Like the city? Like just hung out there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him and Frank Sinatra. Right. Um, no, now I'm... I'm yeah. lost here now in terms of... Um, power of Love and Hate. And power of Love and Hate, yeah. And so to me, it's so close, right, in terms of... Yeah, right. I, I am jacked up for the playoffs. Like I'm loving this of what's coming my way. Yeah. Cause there's lots to watch for. Right. So to me, good job NHL, whether it by accident or intentionally. Yeah. They, to me, uh, it's almost the opposite. I enjoy a good race at the bottom. Who's getting in, like who's fighting for their life. And there was no sign of that well, at saw all that. in the East. You I'm saw saying. that. And, 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 and it wasn't until the West with Vegas and Dallas and Nashville kind of circling. I know you and Hoff touched on it a bit, but. A little bad. But now, that, now that they're done. Yeah. Fuck you, man. Looks so good. Egg in your face. You're 15 million over the cap and you don't make the playoffs. So I did a, a solo show this week and touched on this a bit. But what do you think of, I get, like I'm with you as a fan. Fuck Vegas. You've walked in, you've had all this success, you've... I couldn't believe Timo Meyer's quote, that he was getting texts from other players who were happy to see Vegas go down. And as a player, I don't know what your problem is. Another team in a good market with a wealthy owner trying to win every year, spending spending, piles of money... 
what is your problem other than the fact that you didn't finish high school before you learned any sort of business? And I, I absolutely understand why other fan bases yeah. would hate Vegas. Players should love Vegas. Yeah, I, I, and, and I think there's a very interesting and fine line between love what... Love hate. Well, yeah, <laughs> for sure. But the players love it, right? They love teams and Vegas, no doubt about it, right from the beginning... They're paying people, they're right to the top, they're going for it, and that is great for a player. There is the flip side of that that says that players are like, hey man, you're going to take a franchise icon, if you can have one of those in four years, (laughs) Marc-Andre Fleury, you're going to flip him out, and you're going to flip Schmidt out, you're going to flip out- Piece of Schmidt. Yeah. No good, dirty piece of schmidt. <laughs> uh, dude that went to Buffalo, wh- whether the, those were... Peyton Krebs and not Alex Krebs, Tuck. Tuck. Yep. Guys committed to the franchise, signing there, wanting to be there, and and, and the franchise it has being been ruthless. I'll ruthless that, is yeah. the word I was going to say. Yeah. And so I think there's there's parts of that where players are like, hey, man, if, I, if I'm going to show you loyalty, I would hope for... And they have had none of that. So there is the double edge to that sword. I, I guess, think. yeah. And so as a player, you're like, fuck, I don't like to see that. I don't I don't like to sign in Vegas. I want another to dawn off where yeah. I think I'm gonna get paid this. <laughs> and then you go, What? I'm now in California or Buffalo? Or not, yeah. And you're like, This sucks. Yeah. Why but is there I, a tire I do fire like inside we're of flushing my house? more money into the system though? I, I like I don't know. I, I'm well, you like that. Because well, it just bumps the salary cap up. Well, in theory, yeah, that'd be awesome. But as a player, shouldn't I yeah. want that too? No, like no. I, I, as I said, for sure, yeah. it's just the two sides yep. of that. Of that. So to me, I love to see Jack Eichel in the last six games when it matters most. He gets one assist. Right. Right. They haul Mark Stone's cookies off the off LTIR like and four other guys. Yeah. On to make yeah. Room. Well, they brought him back. You know. And to to make the playoffs, right? Yes. You got to bring that guy back. Yeah. Clearly not ready. They did not expect to be in the situation they were in. Love fighting it. life for death. And that's one of those things. And so just before we make it on to teams who do make it, do you <laughs> think, it. What, what changes do you think happen there? I wouldn't change much. You're going to have to change something to get all those guys onto your roster. Well, you're going to have to change Leonard or DeBoer. You know what? I think you're going to have to have a come to Jesus there. I bet you they're both back. You're going to have to, you're going to have to pedal off some depth. But I like that team if they're healthy. Because this year, Eichel, Stone, Pacioretty, and uh, Martinez, Martinez, none of them played even half of the season. If you have a healthy year next year, that's a top two team in the division. Yeah, well, I think everybody thought they were going to run away, win that division. Right. Now you're going to have to carve off some depth to fit that all under the cap. But I bet you there isn't, I wouldn't make huge changes there. I, I, I think you'll have to make some on the, the bottom end to make it all fit. But if that group is healthy, that's a very good team. And I, I, I wouldn't blow it up. Kelly McCrimmon? What do you mean? Like, would I get rid of Kelly McCrimmon? Yeah. No. No. I Look, sometimes you just hurt. Like, sometimes... And sometimes you fuck up and trade a player to a place where he's got a no yeah. trade. Hey, when you need... Are we the, sure we're not blaming Ottawa for that yet? Are it we, doesn't, are we, yeah. <laughs> hey, are we sure that Ottawa isn't partially to blame for that? Right. No, we are right. not. So. But guess what? Guess who's, who's really wearing, wearing it? Who's outside? Wash. You're out with Ottawa at this yeah. point. So. And who needs who needs that $5 million in space more, Ottawa or Vegas? For sure, man. I hear and you you've there. done this hoping that it's going to... And you do not get it and you don't make the playoffs? Oh, yeah. You, uh, you have one job! <laughs> 
you do wear this for sure. Okay. Uh, so let's actually get back to the teams who are right, in and are going to compete. Uh, what's caught your eye in that first round? Which matchup looks to you as something like, fuck, I got to get a look at that. Number one in the West for me to watch is we have the fireworks are possible in that, in that Minnesota St. Louis yeah, series. Yeah. That, that could be some heavy hockey watching both those teams. And so. Well, and Minnesota knows better do it now. Right, like better get deep. Like now. Yeah, because next year we got like nine no. bucks in caps. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> Couple postage stamps. Right. Um, that's going to be really interesting. And it's it's two teams that don't get a ton of press here in the East, right? But Correct. both very solid. Uh, both play physical. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko, a career high in points after requesting a trade. Yeah. Uh, and like, I won't speak for you. I, w- I was sure that guy was spent. Like. Yeah. Like he would be fine. He would still be serviceable, but at that money, he would not still be uh, a top end player. And he, here he is you, a top end. Player. He would tell you he was injured and yep. wasn't getting the support. Well, it would turn out that he, he would be correct. So now's the time to trade his ass. <laughs> Whatever happens now in the off season. All right. You're like, Shh. so those to me are the two. I expect Edmonton to sort of smoke the Kings. I really do. No doubty. I just, to me, that's <laughs> no doubty. No diggity. No diggity. No doubty. No doubty. Um, so I, I, we'll wait and we'll see. I'd love to see a battle of Alberta in the second round. But That'd yeah, to me, to me, that first round do- series out there doesn't hold much. I don't want to glaze over that LA Edmonton series because to me, that is one I'm interested in checking out. It's not quite to the same level. And maybe it is. You can disagree. They seem to be in a situation similar to Toronto. Like you'd better do something here, right? Like you have two of the best players in the world. And, uh, Mike Smith has been ridiculously hot. I've been getting nothing but, uh, mentions on Twitter for weeks now. Cause I said, uh, when they were falling off a cliff, yeah. that, cause they started hot, then went off a cliff and then got ridiculously hot again. I said, towards the end of that off a cliff period, they're just not a very good team. They're just not particularly well built. And I still kind of feel that way, but ever since Woodcroft took over behind the bench, they've just been you know, ridiculously good. Mike Smith looks like. Looks like 39 year old. Yeah, Mike exactly. Smith. <laughs> um, I, I'm with you. I do expect that they will get it done against LA and probably reasonably quickly. But I do think LA is one of those teams that would scare you a little in the sense that, Hey, we're here early, right? We're playing with house money and You're playing Jonathan with bad division. Yeah. But Jonathan quick is sort of rediscovered his, you know, all he needs is a week or two. His elastic groin. Sure. Uh, his elastic groin. I don't know. I'm intrigued by that just because McDavid and, and Dreisaitl need to uh, to get some support, I think, to get through this. And I think they will, but they're one of those teams that needs to throw a monkey off their back here a little yeah, bit. They're also a team, though, that needs to get good goaltending. Yep. And I, I know that sounds really... Uh, Thanks, Tips. Yeah. Um, Not but, you, Dave. Yeah. But they, <laughs> but if they, if they have, like, if you look at Mike Smith, yep. looked good last year and then didn't look good, right? Like yep. it just. Psh, yeah. When it goes, it goes fast. It, exactly. And so I fully expect him or whoever else, Koskinen perhaps. Yep. Sure. Um, to get through the Kings. Yep. So to me, that, that is. I, I, I don't even look at that as a, as a possibility. Okay. I, to me, if you want to look at the, at the Toronto comparison in the West, it's Colorado. Yeah. Just one round further. 
They just, yeah. They but, keep getting to the second round and then getting punted. Well, and, and crushing people and, you're, and, and looking invincible. And then you're like, oh, looks terribly normal. Like crushing people, like winning fast or crushing people like Nazem Kadri crushes people and then yes, leaves the series. Suspendables, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like things that, that, but no, like teams that you sort of go every year, you're like, they're like the new San Jose, right? Of, hmm. of mm-hmm. where you go, yeah, they're, they're, they're one of those easy picks to win a cup, to yep. be a cup favorite. Oh right? yeah, yeah, for sure. And then they flame out in the middle and you're like, wow. Yeah. So to me, they have the pressure in the West that the Leafs face yeah. In terms of, you should do more. You should do more. So right. Colorado, I think that's a good draw yeah. for them. And, and so it's not really something that if, if it's a game that's on the late game, I'm, I'm probably not, you know. Willing. I'm with you there. Like Colorado's a fun team to watch, but I don't expect this series to be that good. So I'm sort of like, yeah. Like to me, if that goes more than five, I'll be surprised. Well, and there's a pile of teams in the playoffs this year who who score. Yeah. Right? And you go... I'm willing to trade chances, right? Yeah. Whether it be Florida, whether it be Colorado, um, th- there are teams who you go, what's going to happen, right? When well, I think you get they to said play there was hockey. nine teams this year who finished with over a hundred points, which is not a record, but the most in a f- whatever, a very long time, whatever. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Like, and it, there's just some, there was a huge draw. Obviously in the East, it was extremely pronounced. We talked earlier about the fact that the East has been decided since like January, but even in the West, like Anaheim kind of hung around, but then fell away. San Jose was never really in it. Arizona was never in it. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know. It just Chicago never in it. This is the, uh, as we take a slight diversion, there was a fair we, share of poop. In the, yeah. in the Western Division. Winnipeg too. hung oh. around late, but fell away. All the talking heads had them at the beginning of the season as the best yeah, team in Canada. Sure. What the fuck were you looking at? Um, this is the first year. It's clearly Montreal. Before the uh, uh, before we move over to the East. Crazy disrespect. You disrespect. <laughs> um, it's a lack of respect. That was it. Thanks for picking that up. Uh, this was the first year... Since 2005, 2006, so that season coming out of the lockout, that the NHL had four 50-goal scorers, or at least four 50-goal scorers. Can you remember, do you have a stab, any guesses, at which guys in 05-06 hit the 50-goal mark? Oof. Uh, Ovechkin? Yes. Uh, did again look at it that year? Nope. Oh five, oh six. Uh, no, nah, not really. Chichu. Oh, <laughs> I thought you might know him. Yeah, not. I I, I know he had a fifty goal season, yeah, but it was I, that I, one right? Okay. Joe Thornton showed up right after the lockout and yeah, boosted nice. that guy's numbers. Yarmu Yager. Yeah, well, he's always a go to, but I wasn't sure that late. And Danny Heatley. Right here. Yep. Okay. You suck, Rob. <laughs> As we move into the East, a couple of interesting series. Uh, yeah, it is Leafs-Lightning. It is Rangers-Penguins. It is Panthers and Capitals and uh, Bruins-Hurricanes. Can I just say on the, the playoff front before we get into this, if the whole reason we have moved to the divisional format is to create rivalries, don't cross over. If you have four from each division, just yeah. just, just well, fucking play it out, man. Like, do this like the CFL does it, right? If there's 
five in one division, if fifth place in one division is better than fourth place in the other, then yeah, you jump over there and you take their spot. I'm fine with that. But to have Boston move over to the Metro and Washington move over to the Atlantic makes no sense to me in the sense that we're trying to create rivalries. Yeah. But see, the thing is, and I agree with you, I love the divisional mode. If we were doing that. Right. right. (laughs) No, but what I'm saying here is, to me, the Capitals are the eighth best team in the East. Right. So they should. Play. They are. Okay. I, then I would, we if go I'm back Florida. To then we got to go back to 1-8. One, one versus 8, 2-7, yeah. 3. I, I don't want to do this unless we're actually doing this. See, because to me, the Bruins are better than the Caps. And if I'm the Panthers, yeah. I don't want to have to go, okay, because they're my division. I get the harder team now. Okay, but that's why we're doing divisions, uh, no, to create rivals. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm yeah. just saying it would be the year that... We're already well, punishing people anyway for... Are we? Well, the fourth best team in the league is about to play the seventh best team in the league in the round one. Fourth and seventh. It's Toronto and Tampa. Oh, okay. But that to me, that's... Ah, it's Toronto. So. No, no, but I'm just saying that's... It's, it's not as big a discrepancy as I would have thought it was, right? Um... Or that's a bigger discrepancy, sorry, than I thought. <laughs> I, I was thinking Toronto was maybe in the three. But anyways, uh, to me, I get it. But that is cyclical, right? Of course. I'm not saying it will always be these divisions that are tough. But there's just no reason when you have four from each yeah, to be and, crossing over. That's th- all I'm saying. I think most people agree with you, yeah. and I agree with you. But the Florida Panthers would rather play the Cavs of course they than the Bruins. So at this they'll point... they'll be the team getting hosed by it in three years. And yep. Probably well, and, and hey, don't think for a second, and maybe nobody else does but me, but this this is the old Southeast Division, yep. Panthers, Capitals, who the Caps <laughs> pissed on everybody in that division for forever. Yeah, You got to know the Panthers, somewhere in the back of somebody's mind, have to be feeling good about... Punting them back. Potentially putting the boots to the big money, fat cat Capitals who just crushed everybody in that... Southeast division for years. It's true. Uh, what other, uh, well, whatever. What series here out East has, uh, has your attention? Well, I was going to be super intrigued to watch, to watch the hurricanes. Yeah. Till they're. But if they're down to their third string goalie, yeah. a guy I've, I've never even heard of who's played three games or whatever yeah. it was prior to Ranta and, and Anderson going down. Oh, is Ranta down too? Yeah. Okay. I knew Freddie was. You know, is he going to be back? Is he not? I didn't well, know Ronto was down. There's, yeah. So they, they sort of, when Freddie went down, either Ronto was already down or he went down shortly afterwards. Okay. So yeah, they were down to somebody named Sergei Kachakov yep. or something along those lines. Shh, close a, enough. Honestly, a, a Russian kid who's had literally three or four games of NHL experience. Yeah. And so I thought, I thought the Rangers were going to pass them in, in the final two weeks, but clearly not. Well, I wondered that even going into the Friday night games when Toronto Tam- uh, Toronto was playing Boston and the Tampa thing was still up in the air. I really didn't read anything into that Toronto-Boston game in terms of anybody trying to duck anybody. If everyone was healthy, if I was Boston, I'd prefer to play Toronto than Carolina. If Carolina's yeah. down to their third string goaltender yeah, and David Ayer's backing them up or whatever that's yeah. going to be. Now they've protected David Ayer's pretty well in the past, playing yeah. pretty solid. We saw that. Yeah. We saw that. We right have in, seen that. Right in color on our own TVs. Here. Right. 
I I kind of get it that the if I'm Boston again, I don't think they. Th- I didn't get the impression they threw the game right. Like everyone was resting guys on the last night. Yeah, well, but they- I bet you they're not disappointed to go Carolina with no goaltending, and then you know New York or or Washington. Like that's an easier road than Toronto, Tampa, Florida, whatever that's gonna. Well, and, play and, it, I think. and if I'm the Leafs, it's just wise, right? You rest the, the what Matthews, Marner, Tavares, right? Like it's, and you still win five two. Yeah. They don't care. They clearly just were like whatever. In like. a side, in a side note, it was interesting to see the Leafs bring in the bring in the Raptors some some of their first round karma showing up sitting sitting courtside <laughs> game six. If you had that in the. Uh, in the TCA pool, when Rob would bring up the uh, the Raptor or the Leafs bringing their mojo to the Raptors, <laughs> yeah, that was not it was not unnoticed by okay. many people on right. Twitter that uh, Marner and Matthew uh, Marner and a few of the guys, yeah, Kerfoot showed up and Riley. All of a sudden, the Raps uh, their magic faded fast. Yeah, and, out and, I, went. and I thought about it when I when I heard that, and I was like, should I bring that up? Because I'm sure a million people have already brought it up on Twitter. It's all right. Not everybody's on Twitter. But here we go. I thought, yeah, it's worth it. Um, I, I got to tell you, man, Rangers, Penguins, I'm intrigued by that. I, I think the Penguins are a superior team. I think <laughs> Chesterkin has carried the load for that Rangers team. And in theory, the Penguins are uh, even with... Uh, you know they're they're getting a little older. They're, Where's you know, Jari not at? They, he, uh, that's you... it. That's going to be the thing, right? Because they were very good last year until Jari started doing the playoff thing, and you're like, oh no. Yeah, but he was, I, he was also injured, right? Yeah, but I do expect Shesterkin to still be Shesterkin. So they could put a, a run into the or a scare into the Penguins. I, that's why that one's interesting to me. I think the Penguins are the better team, but the Rangers. This won't be, you know, the debate about Shesterkin in the MVP conversation is he's only played 53 games and typically a goalie's got to play like 70 to to get into that discussion. He will play every game in this series and I think he could take it from the Penguins. That one to me is is an interesting series. Yeah, I, I see the Rangers as a heavy favorite there. Really? I do. Okay. I do. And, and if you look at, at... To me, they feel like arrived a little early on the back of this goalie and, and could be taught a lesson here by a veteran team. Yeah. I just, I just think if you look at the way the Penguins have finished down the last 30 games, like not a small, yep. they were so hot so like for so long yep. in the first half of the season and, and they've just scuffled a bit. Like they're, they're slightly above 500 in the, in the last half of the season. Yep. And so to me, they are going in the wrong direction for an older group. If, if Jari Amalkin back 20 goals in less than half a season. Yeah. It's a decent boost. Yeah, yeah, no for sure. And he's he is one of the ugliest men in the NHL. <laughs> uh, well, what that's worth right Once now. Once Bobby Holik retired uh, and Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh Mika Zibanejad, though, is right is right there with it. Um but I I just if they don't get you know the great 920 goaltending that Jari provided for the first 50 odd games of the season. Yeah. Um they're old and yep. and I just look at 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 what the, the blue line is not deep. That's right. not a good blue line. Right. And and Latang, everyone's been talking about him being washed up for about five years yeah. since they won their cups. Right. One uh, of them without him. Yeah. And so to me. Ron Hainsey is yeah, the number one. For sure. And yeah, honestly, that was a, uh, 
you know, Trevor Daly and yep. you're looking at a, a group of Dumoulin and like, honestly, not a lot going on there. Right. Yeah. Uh, I just look at this as, as the Rangers series to win series to win. And, and, and now if in a week and a half now, two weeks out from now, we're talking about the Penguins winning in six, mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh my God, those crazy, you know, playoff proven sure. leaders the vets fired got it, up it done, right? right? Time, but yeah. I just, it, to me, it feels like there's no spring magic left in that old hat. Hmm. Just my opinion, personally, personally, because to me, we saw what Jari did last year in the spring. Yeah. It uh, wasn't he, good. He did not have the, the, the season that he had this year. Like he's, he's been crazy good. Yeah. But. And they didn't do much at the deadline either, really, to improve things, right? Yeah, but I don't mind that. No, I, I'm not blowing my brains out anymore to keep supporting this, this group. Um, but. But they had done so well. Yeah. And so to me, I think if your team is rolling, you know, why go out and get your Sherratt and your Giroux? Oh, wait. That also worked. Seemed to be going all right. Yeah. But I think if you are an older group, I think they, if they had space and they had something to do, you got to do it because Latang's a free agent, Malkin's a free agent. Yep. They are old yep. and we'll see what happens, right? But I just think there's, there's, only so many series of intrigue here now. I think there's some teams that have limped into the playoffs in the East. Yep. Caps and Pens, first and foremost, the Canes. We'll see what happens in terms of their goaltending. I just feel like Carolina. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who's going to play net there, but that defense is, it may not matter, right? Uh, now Boston. It's D'Angelo doing it all. Obviously, man. Uh, I thought he might be playing far right wing, but uh, but we'll see. <laughs> Let's get to the main event. What's that? Mm-hmm. Your Toronto Maple Leafs. Not mine. Mine. Forget it. And your Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you sh- bet, baby. I should say before we get into this, uh, for the first couple games at least, before our spirit gets broken, Maddie Lang and I are going to go post-game. A couple of short uh, post-game pods after games one and two for sure. Uh, here's the problem Bring that we, we run into at that point. Game three is a Friday night and Maddie Lang still has a life. And so we're not sure what that one's going to look like on a Friday night, whether we'll do that or Maddie Lang may be out still, uh, tripping the light Fantango, Fandango, Fantango. Tripping the late Fantastic. Sure. And, and Either one of these things. Hey, who, raise your hand if you have heard Maddie Lang on, on this network hosed on a show. Ooh, yes. ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> pick me, pick me. And we love that about you, Matty. Do not do. take that in the wrong way. So those will be done. Uh, honestly, there was no plan to do it because typically, for whatever reason, Toronto normally gets pushed to 8 p.m. Uh, on playoff nights. For whatever reason, this year it's staying 7 and 7.30 alternating. So that's eh, reasonable enough, barring any triple overtimes or whatever that might look like. I don't expect that out of these teams. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to throw down as, as often as we can through this series, a, uh, a post-game show. It will be the best of times and it will be the worst of times. Yes. <laughs> I expect this to be a feast or famine type of experience. hundred percent. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Leafs and Lightning. It's the Leafs with, man, a ton to prove. It's the Lightning who are the two-time defending champs. You can't imagine. Two-time. Two-time. Are de- 
are sweating the Leafs. You wouldn't like I, I assume they respect the Leafs. The Leafs finished above them and they're whatever. But this isn't one of those, oh my God, we're gonna play they've seen what Toronto's done in the past, and they've won two straight cups where they've beaten very good teams to get it done. Uh you take it first, man. How do you see this one shaping up? I want I want to start out mm. by saying way back, if we get in our way back machines and we go back to maybe September, October. Maybe not in these two seats because we may still have been remote. Right. I said Steven Stamkos would not even make the Olympic yep, team me as, too. as the 13th forward. No, because had he no was shot. Done. S- totally washed. 100 points. Yeah. 40 goals. I think that's pretty good. I think that's. So I said that. I, I just wanted to throw that out there on the table. My understanding, man, is two weeks ago, he was at 80 points. Now that 8-1 beatdown of Toronto that they laid, he he racked up 20 (laughs) points in his last like eight or nine games (laughs) to get to 100 points for the first time in his career. No, not at all. Like to me, that like half of the point was a lot of people were saying, boy, that Tampa team, man, they look a little tired, right? They've played a lot of hockey. It's been shortened off seasons, two straight trips to the final. I wonder if they're running out of gas. And then over the last, you know, whatever, two, three weeks, they just started beating the shit out of everybody, including Toronto. Um, but it just ran over everyone. And so almost like answering that, yeah, we're not that tired. Yeah. Well, and, and people talk about the flipping of the switch and the, yep. and how hard it is to do. And, and it's, it's fine, right? You can say we have a winning pedigree, but do you like, a, a, you have the winning pedigree, but I'm saying, but is it possible and I think they've done it right in the past five, six games of the season. They're like, okay, well, let's just, let's get everything going again yep. and, and get up and running. And it is, there's a lot of things here. To me, I think the Leafs, maybe the goaltending serious X factor, mm-hmm. but this is, this is probably the best Leaf team in a while, like, or, 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 the, or their best team. Yeah. Point, points would tell you. 60 goal score, point well, total, all I those I just things. mean like the, yeah, the yeah. team itself, 115 no, points. Agreed, agreed. Best ever. And so. And yet, here's the, your, here's the cup champs. Yeah. Have at her. <laughs> and so, um, despite having 115 points, mm-hmm. I, I think there's something that says you got to play. It's, it's a new opponent. Yep. And it's a good opponent. And I think in a lot of cases, there's a built-in excuse already. Now, hear me out. There's a built-in excuse that says, yeah, we didn't win. We lost to a really good, like a, a team that has the first opportunity to win or possibility to be three-time champs legitimately, like since the Islanders. Yeah, early 80s. So, yeah, so this may be what the Leafs need. There's something about that that I don't, I, I, despite the fact that I would like to gleefully dance around, this is a, this is a great opportunity for the Leafs to jump up Mm -hmm. and do it. Uh, the goaltending is an X factor. I I think the, I think the lightning get the nod in, in goal. The lightning get the nod on D. Mm. Yeah. Really? They have the the better top end. I'm not sure they have the depth like Toronto, like Toronto's. D is pretty deep. Like it's so, like, but I'm taking McDonough, Headman, Sergachev, and Chernak. I'm taking those four 
I love those four. I, I don't care who you run out after that. But they're not playing together. That, those are three lefties and one righty. I, all I'm saying is, to me, those that is, those guys are, that is, I won't say better than anything the Leafs have, but. Yeah, because Toronto's defensive numbers are better than Tampa's. Yeah. And, and again, I'm sure they were better than Montreal's last year. That, of course. And no, so, all that's relevant. I'm just saying, I, I don't think that's as, because even if you want, like up front, to me, this isn't that much more complicated then can Matthews and Marner be better than Stamkos and Kucherov? Can Tavares beat Sorelli? Can Nylander beat Point? Like that's where this is going to get sawed off. And I know everybody talks uh, about the depth. And though Tampa's depth is much better. The, the fall off in, in points per 60 and goals per 60 is bigger from Tampa after their big four than it is for Toronto's. And I know it doesn't feel that way because we sit here and we dissect Toronto every fucking night and whatever. I I just, to me, the goaltending, and it's interesting too to hear the way, like Vasilevsky, who in my mind is the best goalie in the league. I am not happy to see him in this series. Right. His thing isn't that he steals games. It's not that he's more likely to steal a game than Campbell is. It's that he's far, far, far less likely to give up that bad one, that backbreaker that makes you go, holy fuck, right? Like you, and I know that that's sort of nitpicking, but when you dive into the advanced statistics of it. in four series clinching shutouts. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Did not give up a bad one. Didn't give up a good one. Didn't give up. (laughs) Didn't give up. up. Anything. Right. But that's the the deal on, when you look at save percentage versus high danger save percentage, like these sorts, he's not, holy shit, that's a guy that might just, like Hasek used to be, right? Where you were just like, how the fuck did you even get to that? It's that he doesn't give up anything that he shouldn't give up ever, right? ever. And so the goaltending for sure goes in Tampa's favor. Um, The defense to me is closer to, closer to a soft than most people want to talk about. They're constructed differently, but they're, they're pretty close. And then the forwards, yeah, we're, we're going to see. And, and I don't know what we saw here on Sunday in terms of the lines that Toronto practiced with, how much you want to read into that, right? There's gamesmanship going is on. Bunting, is Bunting healthy? It didn't look like it. He didn't take part in any kind of drills with physicality. To, he did have like a, a regular sweater on, okay. but he did not look like he was going to play. But Kasha was back. Um, oh, thank God for that. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, and, and really, just, what I want to see is who skated on that top line. Kerfoot, Kerfoot. Uh, it was Kerfoot with Matthews and Marner. It was Tavares with Kasha and Mikheyev, and then it was still with uh, Kampf, Engvall, and Nylander. Now Nylander, to me, is going to be all over the place. He takes a bunch of those left wing Kerfoot shifts right. with Matthews and Marner. I think he'll be up, and I just think they weren't showing their hand. See, it's dangerous for me to put Nylander on that top line because it's a lot of eggs in one basket. Yeah, and they don't do it all the time. It's just right. kind of like on an offensive zone face-off or coming off a PK or like they kind of slide him in there at opportune uh, opportune moments. To me, the interesting thing, and this is where this series might be decided, man, if all those top guys are going to saw each other off, that Tampa fourth line of Belmar, Perry, and Maroon can score. It's yeah. got some touch. And they dressed in practice today. Um, well, it's got some. It's got some sandpaper. Yeah, for sure it does. Um, but the Leafs can match that. 
that part of it, honestly, they had Clifford and Simmons in the lineup on the fourth line. They can grind that out with you, but they won't score the way that that, like, Corey Perry's got almost 20 goals again this year. No one on Toronto. That's Peterborough, baby. Right. So Spezza looked like the odd man out. And yeah, which is which is fascinating down the down the stretch, eh? He hadn't been to me very good in the second half. He was slightly better again in the last two weeks. Was he conserving energy? Was it just an anomaly? I, I don't know. But that fourth line that Toronto's putting out there isn't gonna score. And Tampa's could. Like Tampa's can. And and it's it's we can throw all the numbers out and right and you know, right or wrong, to me it is it is how are they going to call the game in the playoffs? And, and we've talked about this. I want the playoffs to be called like the regular season. Yeah. I don't want to see shit get, you know, dumbed down. Well, we're going to. Yeah. And, and so, and then it comes down to the reality is. But it's not like Tampa's full of goons either. No. Like, but this they, is different than but Boston. I know. But what I am saying is those guys have done it. Yes. For the last two and years. And they do have Perry and they do have Maroon. And so whatever the saw off is in terms of talent and talent, regular season and regular season. Yeah. And you go, yeah, those two guys have, those two, that team over there has done it. Yes. In the playoffs, that team has not. And yep. that, that is, how do the Leafs make that adjustment? No, I'm with you there. This like, that's year. the most fascinating part of this is, this is it. This is, you know, we, we've talked over and over. Can you view this in a vacuum? You can't. No. You can't because they've been through it so many times and they blew it to, uh, to Montreal and, and to Columbus and to, to Boston and whatever. And you can, you can talk all day about, well, they were the favorite in this one. They weren't the favorite in that one. Yep. It doesn't matter. Like you're coming into this now for the sixth year and there it is. It's the champs. And I do think. The champs are here. More than any year. It like. The champs are slightly less scary than in the past. Like that Gord Coleman Gaudreau line line, is gone. And, you know, they've talked and I've been reading Joe Smith there, the athletic or whatever that like Brandon is also gone. Like whatever you think of him, he's also gone. So Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul, um, you know, they're fine. They're good players, but they're not quite what that line was. So maybe they're weakened a bit. I, I don't know, man. Like this is just one of those ones where. Nicky had a highlight goal the other night. Man, he looked, that was a sweet goal. I, I just. Tell me something. Would you have rather started this series on the road? We talked about no, this last year, no. but I'm interested. No. You'd rather start at home? Yep. And mainly just because knowing how it all plays out, I want game seven at home. Yeah. That could be. I know. That could be incredible pressure, right? And and I wonder about this Leaf squad. How, in terms of the pressure, yeah. if you would have been better off going, yeah, we're going to roll into Tampa, we're going to split the first. And maybe games. and maybe it's just too much compounded with all the Boston stuff. Like Boston, being in Boston for Game 7 maybe is different than being in Tampa for Game 7 in terms of intimidation. And Yeah. Well, you look at that Boston-St. Louis Cup Final. I think Game 7 was in Boston yes. and 4-zip St. Louis. Yep. I mean, like To me, it was like you shit the bed once once the cards, the table sort of slid. Right. And I just wonder, I, I, to me, I, I wonder if... if well, I we, said I wanted Boston over yeah, Tampa, oh, no, too. I, I, to, me, to me, Toronto beats Boston I this think year. so. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the way that stacks up. And people can tell... Anyways, yeah. to me, it's that, that would have been a better, a better matchup. I think so. And I just wonder if, if things don't go well in game one. Right, yeah. For whatever reason, right? 
just bad breaks, whatever happens. You just lose to a good team. Yeah. Or something, and, and, whatever. And, and what that does pressure wise. And so I, I, I just, if I'm the Leafs, if I'm picking, I get the game seven thing, but it's a crapshoot now in, in new barns when everything's the same. Yep. It's not. And, I, I, and you can I get the crowd expect, out of it early. It's nice. I fully expect to see a lot of Toronto fans in Tampa. Like that's one of those cities that. Yeah. I wonder though. I wonder in the playoffs when, when, when you start fresh. New and it's and you your your season ticket holders get first crack at it. Yep. I do agree with you. Like that Florida swing is is great for the Canadian team, yeah. especially Montreal and Toronto, right? Yeah. But I wonder when the playoffs start and, and you have first crack goes to season tickets and I just but yeah I I do expect to see Leaf fans there yeah for sure. But I just if I'm the Leafs I would have maybe wouldn't have minded starting on the road. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe if we're worried about their you know. Mental Pressure. faculties yep. and, and all really that sort of is. stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's nice to, to have that warm embrace of home too. Like it goes either way, right? In the sweet tongue kiss. Sure, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To me, it, that's where it is. It's 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 Nylander and Point. It's Tavares and Sorelli. It's Matthews and Marner and Kucherov and Stamkos. Like we'll see. Like okay, so what do you did just break those break those down? Nylander Point. Career wise. People would be shocked how close they are. Not just in the advanced stats, yeah, in uh, points and goals over the course of their career. Yeah. Very comparable players. And I'm asking you, what are you taking? What do you do? What, like, where does it, where does where does it lie? Where does it strength? If we're doing playoff, Willie Man was big last year. He was big. I can't yeah. deny that, man. Yeah. I can't deny that he was good last year. Yeah. Uh, I think right now I'll take Willie just because it doesn't look like points fully healthy. Okay. He's going to play. He's going to win. Sorelli, very good. He's become very nice in that like shutdown. Role he's definitely quicker than Tavares. I think Tavares is going to have to make his noise Both in this series. Too, I believe. Yep, uh, it's a tough one. Tug at the heartstrings. Yeah, Matt. for sure, man. But one's in blue and one's in the other blue. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's it's, close right. yeah, one's in blue and white, and one's in um, um, blue and that other white. thing. Yeah, um, I expect at even strength, Sorelli's probably better. I expect Tavares on the special teams will uh, will Toronto, get his. Toronto finished with the number one power play. Sure did. Okay. Also did last year, I that, think, despite that, sputtering yeah, down the stretch know, but horribly, but well, it's horribly, like horribly, over, like over like three weeks or whatever it was. Not, yes. no, way long more than twenty-three. Okay, yeah. yeah, I remember it being bad. Yeah, uh, and then you know, I expect Matthews to be better than Stamkos. I just I, I, where I, they are at I, this point. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, and then I expect Kucherov to probably be better than Marner. And and what? Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, especially if, especially with playoff especially history dialed in, and, <laughs> and he's rested. Christ, the guy played hey, only half a game. Took six months off. Yeah, again, maybe, like or, I'm back, you know. baby. Yeah, uh, no, number one bullshit. Number one bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you can't argue with that, yeah. right? But it's nice to say I'm taking the sixty point guy over the hundred point guy. You know, that's um, <laughs> it's 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 really I, I get it, and and it'll be so fascinating to see well, who's the sixty point guy. A 60 goal guy. Sorry, oh, sorry. That's okay. what I meant to say. Yeah. If I didn't say that, yeah. that's, that's where I was going. The 60 point guy. Right. Okay. I just said it again. Yeah. I'm the 60 you. goal guy over the 100 point guy, which is a nice dilemma to have. Sure. Um, and it's the center, right? Yep. And, and, and Matthews has, you know, if he's got to bring out maybe a cross check to somebody's neck, that's Instead not of a, just smiling at people uh, while they shake them. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. The, the biggest thing I think we're going to be talking about at the end of this, man, honestly, might be Cooper versus Keith. The coaching matchup. John Cooper is a brilliant coach. He knows how to make adjustments. He knows how to shift his lineup around to get what he needs out of everybody. 
Sheldon Keefe, he's going to have to show something there, man. He he has been slow. Now, he's only had two. One with the Columbus thing in the yep. bubble. You know where I stand on that, but he lost. And so that's yep. legit. Last year, did not make anywhere near enough adjustments to get Matthews going, right, when it wasn't working. To me, I think Matthews and Marner need to be able to get through Ben Sherratt. Like, that's just where I stand on that. But they didn't, and he didn't do anything to get them away from That was the trident, baby. Yes, exactly. So You can't deal with that. I think John Cooper is as big of a factor in the, versus Sheldon Keefe, is as, bigger, yeah. as, is as big a factor in this series as almost anything else, man. Well, and how far, how, far does, how far does Keefe have to go away from his anti-Babcock, which is, I'm just going to ride the big guys. I'm just yeah, and I, I I can't duck away from that either. I've said that like these are the best, some of the best players in the league. I shouldn't have to hide them. They should just get right. it done. No, no, I, and I'm not suggesting hiding them. No, I'm just suggesting help them out a little. Well, and how hard they've been ridden. Yep, right, and and right up to the end because he does rely on them so much. Of course, yeah, all the time, and and how hard that becomes in games 83 through 90, right? Yeah, yep. and in terms of of how much gas they have and, and how much they play. Is this, uh, you know, obviously for a Leaf fan, obviously it will be, is this, and obviously for an anti-Leaf fan, it will be, is this the marquee matchup of the first round or is that just too close to home? Without a doubt. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Pints and a big bowl of popcorn <laughs> on Monday. Like I, like to me, this is, this is a, a yearly tradition. Unlike any other <laughs> yes. is, is the opportunity to, yeah, to but show. like even outside the hatred and the love on either side of this table, it's the cup champs versus the biggest market in the oh, league. I can't look past that. I, I think it's I can't look that's past worth something. No, I know, but it's it is. It, you are talking about, um, and you and Hoff touched on it last week. This is a big Toronto market. Right. You either love Toronto in this Ottawa market, yeah. or you hate Toronto in this hockey market. There's there's not a pile of indifference people in the middle. <laughs> and you know what? I love Spez as a center. I hope he never wins the cup. Like, <laughs> like I, I will not feel good to see him host the cup. Like, okay. not, like nothing about that makes me brings me any happiness. This is why everyone understands that Ian Mendez is a better person than you. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, I understand. Perhaps by leaps and bounds, Ian Mendez is a saint of a man. Yeah. I, I, I totally get it. He's able to put bias and yeah. and uh, aside I, he's able to look at the good the goodness in people yeah rob does not okay. does, does not possess the same strength of character uh ian's the man yeah so and uh but no this but yeah this is number 1 with a bullet for me in terms of the first round there will be a bullet going to somebody somebody's getting it <laughs> yeah and it's it's worth noting as as this sort of winds down our Sheldon Keefe, DJ Smith talk. Yep. Who gets axed first, right? <laughs> so if, if Keefe can make it out of the first round, pressure squarely shifts to DJ. Right. So to me, this is worth keeping in mind for the good listener. Yeah. Do you remember, did we actually, it's something we're keeping an eye on. Did we place bets? Did we no, have a hard? Uh, no, we didn't. We uh, both just talked about how the pressure is initially on Sheldon. Yes. Can you survive this? This is this it. If you can get out of the first round this year, yeah. or at least do it competitively against Tampa, then I think all bets are off. Yeah. And then everything shifts to the to the Senators start. <laughs> you go one ten and one again. I hope. I hope You're he gets that the Vince McMahon. Uh... Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. So 
this is this is worth watching, and and I am uh, I'm I'm excited for a, a bunch of the games. So this should be a good time of the year. Toronto Blue Jays have been riding like 1.4, 1.5 million viewers on a weekend game. I expect for the next two weeks, no matter how invested we all are in the Jays, that number to take a bit of a a bit of a dip. While all of Canada on one side or the other. It's checking out Toronto, Tampa, but uh, there are some interesting matchups, man. I'm I'm intrigued by a lot of it. Uh, anything else for this one? Three two Jays. Final? Nope. Oh. Top All right. of the ninth. Get him, Romano. Come on, baby. Do it. I will wind this one down here. Don't forget, uh, you can check out on Tuesday and Thursday morning at least. Uh, we'll see where they go after that. Uh, we'll have a couple post game shows after games one and two for uh, Toronto versus Tampa. Maddie Lang will join me for those. Uh, we'll wind this one down here. We're on Twitter and Instagram at TallCanAudio, Facebook.com slash TallCanAudio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. For Rob, my name's Matt. We'll catch you all next time. See ya!